Holy shit, the children of the corn. No, sorry, no, just Rob and... Guess what? We have some guests, Rob, don't we? Yes. We have uh, Tom and Anki here from the Hamlin Scream Fest coming up, what, what is it, Saturday, October the 6th of this year at the, where is it, the Hamlin uh, Town Hall? Mm-hmm. Yes. Up in Hamlin, New York. It's Lake Road, right? Yes. 1658 Lake Road. 1658 Lake Road in Hamlin. Runs from noon to 6. It is a, would you describe family-friendly, family-oriented Definitely family-friendly and family-oriented. Yep. Uh, it's the only Halloween festival in Monroe County. Really? The only... Oh, the festival. only... Festival. okay. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were talking before we started recording about, you know, different haunted attractions, which, as you said earlier, was kind of how this whole thing started. Yes. So, you know, maybe give us a little background for people, especially people like me that had never heard of it before. Just yeah. where it began, how you became to get involved in well, it. That was where the Pied Piper was in Hamlin, so they took over for him. <laughs> yeah, he drove the rats out and the uh, the Halloween festival came in. Uh, we started off as a haunted attraction for charity. Uh, actually, Anki and I were not involved in those days when it very first started. It was something that was run through the town's recreation department. It was actually a young man, uh, I think his name was Sean, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That... Uh, he came to the recreation director and wanted to do a haunted house to replace the uh, the haunted hayride that had been in the town that had shut down, that had been run by the fire department. And uh, so they did a haunted hallway that year, and uh, they asked for canned goods to donate to the food cupboard program in return for going through their little haunted hallway. And it was just the hallway. So literally just a, a hallway. The, the hallway. hallway of town hall. Yeah, you walk in one side and you walk out the other. And then it proceeded to grow over 10 years, and uh, it ended up encompassing the entire campus, including three buildings. Three buildings, half of the park, yep. a tennis court. We had to get a school bus in 2014. We started getting a school bus to bring the participants to the beginning part of the haunt so that when they, after they've walked through all these numerous buildings and parts of the park, they would end up back in the original parking lot. So the oh. bus was actually part of the uh, attraction, and we had people on the bus setting the scene or the stage, so to speak, narrating in costume so that... I was going to say, so was it Haunted School Bus? Yeah, well, sometimes. Spooky yeah, School Bus? We, we, I think we changed the... the theme up a little bit each year. So. Well, the thing, when I went to school, all of the school buses were haunted pretty much. But <laughs> I understand, speaking of haunted, weren't you on a ghost thing last night to check the area out? Uh, yep, uh, there's been rumors about the town hall uh, being haunted. It's a former school, um, and there's been people that work there that have heard odd noises, particularly around the basement, the ladies' room. Um, we had a, a group of paranormal researchers, uh, Dark Star, that came out two years ago, did an investigation. They came away saying that they'd communicated with three different spirits. And then last night, we had the Afterlife Research Agency in there, but we don't know what the results from their investigation last night were yet. I would be afraid my librarian would come after me for a fine from high school. But I actually heard yesterday, I was out by Manitou, and I heard there's a Mothman legend out by Manitou, which I never heard about. Well, Manitou is actually uh, a name for an evil Indian spirit. In the Manitou, though. Yeah. There's some 70s movie about that. Yes. Susan George. Yes. With the coral snow, which was really, it was a they tried to say it was a coral snake, but you could just tell by the bands it wasn't. But I'm anal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but there's a there actually is a, mo- a mothman legend. So supposedly on Manitow Road, they've seen some kind of creature running around. Really, I've never seen him, thankfully. 
Yeah, that's been going around as a legend for years. There used to be a town historian in Hilton, uh, Shirley Cox Husted, who wrote a book called Valley of the Ghosts, and she talked about the legends, people seeing a head with, like, bat wings flying around. Um, I think we have one sitting out here watching the podcast today over there. There's, like, some guy here I think's made up over Mothman? here. Mothman? No, not Mothman. No, but I was talking to Rob not that long ago. Uh, there's all those books out there. I've got, like, Haunted Rochester, Ghosts of the Genesee Valley, and there's one, um, you know, not far from where I live, apparently it's the ghostly carriage boy. And if you go past a certain intersection, when dusk is happening and it's raining, and apparently if the, the lighting is, you know, in a certain way, you can see the ghost of a boy who was run over by a carriage back in, what, late 19th century times. And there's like a Blair Witch one. I read about a legend <clears throat> in Jamestown where these people got off a train by a forest and they were never to be seen again. So... Well, that's Jamestown for you. That's it's spooky down there. Well, there's a lot of uh, folklore and crazy history here in Rochester. We've got a Jack the Ripper suspect that's buried in Holy Sepulchre. Yeah, Tumblety buried in Holy Sepulchre. Yeah, the guy was weird, regardless, because if you read about him, he kept body parts and jars and everything. Oh, yeah, he was so he was interesting, but that's. Beautiful way to advertise it. Hi, come to Rochester. We're home of Jack the Ripper. <laughs> maybe, maybe, possibly. But you mentioned Lady in White now. You yeah, the Lady in White legend, yeah. And the film, White. too. You... Yeah, originally, uh, when I moved back to the Rochester area from Ithaca, I had been toying around with the idea of doing a festival for Halloween that was actually going to be based around Lady in White. Oh. And I was going to try and talk to folks out there and try and get it at Durand Eastman Park. But uh, I was a former home haunter. Uh, that got out of doing home haunts because I had a lot of a high volume of trick or treaters. What I was is home some, haunting? That's where you haunt your home around Halloween time, treat it almost like a haunted house. People go through it, but I was worried someone was going to get scared, trip, and hurt themselves. Yeah, and I get my sued. dad does. I don't, that I don't know how much yeah. homeowners insurance covers. Have, you remember, right. Do you remember Bob Burns at all? He was a Tracy the Gorilla in Ghostbusters, and he's one of these guys like Forey Ackerman did a every year. He might still do it. He's eighty three now. He would do. A haunted home thing where for 15 minutes he got Walter Koenig to do it one year, like a thing with an alien. They would have a show. They have a line out the block, and they come in and they have this little haunted house. <laughs> I bet I'd be afraid somebody these you know, somebody falls. Yeah, or exactly. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, I tripped over the pumpkin. Well, it's a pumpkin. <laughs> so yeah, it's on your property. Instead of doing the home haunt, I got involved with the town of Hamlin doing their charity haunt, mm-hmm. and uh, through that we wound up. Uh, Forgetting about doing the Lady in White thing and instead founded ScreamFest. Excellent. Well, actually, now I know there's some people not from Rochester. Lady in White. Let's so, let's give a quick little briefing of her. Sure. If uh, we can. The Durand Eastman Park, uh, right over in Arondequoit. Uh, there's a little foundation that's there that people think uh, they could refer to it as the White Lady's Castle. Yeah. And uh, supposedly the White, uh, Lady in White, uh, she. Uh, had a daughter who was murdered by some bad men. And so she patrols the shores of Lake Ontario looking for bad men who are taking advantage of women, and she will sick her hounds upon them. And I know a lot of people have reported seeing stuff out there. I've never Is personally... there a lighthouse out there, too, somewhere or something, I think? Because I've seen it. It's like you can't see it if you're by the beach, but I've seen the rocks. Yeah, I've seen the rocks. I don't know about the lighthouse, but I've never personally seen anything there, but I know... People that I've, have talked to me said they have seen. I know my or dog's felt or freaked heard out. I had my dog walking by there one time. She wanted to get the heck out of there, and you always trust animals yeah, because, like, dogs okay, I don't horses. want to be Blair Witched right now. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but stuff like that, I've always just found incredibly fascinating. So now, you said it was a. You started out as a charity 
haunt or festival. But now, how long has it been going on in the format that it is now? Second year. This is our second year as a Scream Fest. Okay, yeah. second year as a Scream Fest. And I'm, I printed out the schedule. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. A lot of stuff I want to talk about. Uh, let's see. We got Halloween vendors with Scavenger Hunt. That's pretty self-explanatory. That's going on all day. So guess what, people? We're actually going to give you the lowdown so when you come, you know what to look for. Zombie nerf. Okay. What is zombie nerf? Is it like nerf crossbows? And... No, no. Uh, it's a zombie-themed, glow-in-the-dark version of Capture the Flag with nerf guns. I had to shift that one. <laughs> sort of like splatball a little bit with nerf guns. Well, so it's less painful. <laughs> it's 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 become a very popular sport here in general. The the nerf battles, which is basically a form of capture the flag mm-hmm. using nerf, um, and we're just taking it one step further by playing it in the dark or glow in the dark with zombies against zombies. So when you go to play, you're playing against zombies. Random fact about Nerf, too. Does anybody realize it was invented by and created by Fred Cox, the old Vikings kicker? Yeah, no, I did not know he that. invented the Nerf football back in, wow. the, back in the whenever days. And one day he said zombies will be taken out with this. Yeah. <laughs> and Zombie Nerf uh, runs noon to five. Where's that? That's going to be in... in the Charlie Mayer Lodge. That's a facility in the park. Okay. Well, so now, what does the scavenger hunt entail? A little bit is it sort of like scary items, uh, random items? I don't really want to give too much away. No, I yeah. know, obviously. It's it's a, it's an opportunity for the public to go on a scavenger hunt mm-hmm. uh, that takes them around the, the vendor areas, um, and if they fill out um, all of the stuff and find everything, they can turn it in and they potentially could win prizes. Oh, those are always fun. Yeah, and then we were talking very briefly trunk or treat. I'd never heard of it. It sounds interesting. If you wanna, if you don't mind, just a little bit on what what trunk or treat is, not trick trunk, and where it came from and whatnot. Sure. Um, some places, uh, various church organizations, some scouting groups, things like that, have used trunk or treating as an alternative to trick or treating. Um, we've brought it into our event, which is a pro Halloween event. Uh, to be inclusive to everybody. So they can come out and do their, their trick-or-treating right there at the cars. People decorate their cars, the trunks up, and uh, the kids can get their treats that way. They go from car to car. So it's actually, oh, the trunk of a car, okay. Interesting yeah. side note on that. Because when I was a kid, I was maybe being childhood memory. I remember Halloween we picked. Do you have a lot of trick-or-treaters come at you anymore, you think? Because I've heard neighbors say, Not some people much. I know say like 120, and then we'll get... Two and I actually have a pumpkin patch in my front yard now because I just chucked some seeds. That'd be really cool. And I put devil horns on my dog. Nobody shows up. One kid came up and it's a devil dog. Ran away, but nobody. And it was that was one of like the highlights of my youth. So you see him anymore? Not um, much. It depends upon where you live. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you're like uh, Main Street, Brockport, there's quite a few trick or treaters that come through there. Uh, when I lived down south of Ithaca in the town of Spencer, I was known as the Halloween Man of Spencer, and I would have about 500 trick or treaters go through my haunted uh, attraction in my yard. Wow. We'd have a little clicker to keep track of them as they were going through. You say the the house I've been in now, I've been in since 2007. There's probably more trick or treaters than I've gotten combined yeah. in the I'll, 11 I'll years. I'll give I've you been one. This there. is a simple little prank that works so great when I was a kid. It'll come up again. We're probably going to talk about Halloween in October because it's October. So this is our first one of Clown Tober. Yeah, too, cl- I think. happy Clown Tober, everybody. But what happened was there was this one house that was like a haunted house. So we go up there. They give treats. They give you a little Snickers bar and a balloon. You don't think about It's a balloon. Why do they do this? You forget about it. It's in your bag. Get down, maybe down the block. 
dropping in candy burst of balloon scares the heck out of you. Uh. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody doing that today? The trauma that the kids would feel and <laughs> the grief counselors that would have to get involved. And All depends upon the child. Yeah. yeah. Well, really more the parents of the child, I think. I don't think the kids would care. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Everyone's wired differently as far as their fight or flight. I mean, I got response. in trouble back in you kindergarten know. because again because I dressed, I went to Catholic schools and I dressed as a witch. And they kept taking my witch wig and I'm wondering, okay, because I didn't realize it was a young cross dresser. But they actually they're like, put this away. It's like why are you taking my costume? Well, this is fun. Well, it's funny. Uh, you should, uh, my grandfather, um, he worked as a janitor for one of the local schools, elementary schools, uh, years and years ago. And he had a glass eye. And he dressed up as a witch for Halloween. And the kids were like, oh, you're not a witch. And then he went, I'll show you. And he pulled out his eye. <laughs> and then you talk about trauma and needing therapy. Those, pro- yeah. those kids went running I mean. screaming. And we mentioned this is our Clowntober month, and you're going to have a very interesting MC there. Yes, we haven't introduced him yet here because he's our professor of clownomics. Our doctor of clownomics, doctor of clownomics. Where is he today? Lecturing in Transylvania University? Something like that. He's on he's on the lecture circuit now. But Relic the Clown, a local clown, I guess is how you could best describe With him. His evil brother, Chaos. Clown, clown, clown of Nightmares. Yeah, Relic the Clown of Nightmares if you want to find him on Facebook. And he's going to be doing he's what like, there? Uh, I, I, I asked him about it. It's, he's like guest MC or yep, for uh, Chaos, Chaos the Clown will be oh, Chaos, he's, he's yep. coming as Chaos. He will be uh, our MC and our master of ceremonies overseeing our contests. We have a costume contest that's going to be going on. As well as a scream contest, which is where the scream and scream fest comes from. Okay, yeah, I actually saw. You that aren't there's... clowning around for this one. This is serious. <laughs> serious stuff, yeah. So the scream contest is for children that are ages 12 and under, and uh, we're going to give them a microphone, and they're going to get up there and they're going to scream. Oh, that is going to blow up some eardrums. Oh yeah, and we've got our judges that are going to be uh, overseeing this. We've got uh, Frank and Sherry from Demon Productions, and some other guest judges that are going to be coming out. And uh, they'll be scoring everybody on their ability to scream, their pitch, their loudness, presentation, all that. Kids, if you want to win, have some pumpkin spice Cheerios. They're so gross, you will scream as loud as you can. (laughs) Well, I mean, those kids are loud, man. Are you going to have, like, a a decibel meter or something, if possible? You know, we haven't planned on it for this year. Maybe we might do that for a future year. That would be cool, like, the loudest. Well, this one's Pink Floyd. This one's Black Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. This one's (laughs) Motorhead up here. It's like Remy called down. Just to see what kind of levels that these kids can get without hurting themselves. Some of them are quite impressive from last year. Yeah. Yeah. The duration, the duration also. Do you you find now for the costume things, it's interesting how this has changed over the years. Do a lot of them do their own or do they buy them? Because I remember we would make our, we have little books and make them. Otherwise, we'd go down to Gold Circle to get the little smell. Remember the mask with the smell? We found that most of the kids uh, that participated last year, they made them. Oh, yeah, I think that's really them, neat. Yeah. I really do. I remember some very creative costumes last yeah. year. There was uh, there was a family that showed up as fidget cubes. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The whole family. I've seen static cling where people just go and will have like stuff stuck on their clothes. <laughs> oh, but the that's fidget. Cool. But that's the thing because I remember when I was a kid, one of the early costumes I had, my mom made it. I went as a dice. So basically, just a cardboard cardboard box painted white with the with the dots on it. And I went as a TV. I had the little antennas made of foil, which a lot of people later <laughs> life said I still should be wearing. 
Yeah. But I, I had a TV and I post stuff out on here. I'm still convinced they stole the thing from me, that the parents and that in the school there because my costume was so much better. So there. <laughs> well, that, you know, and it was fun back then. But yeah, and I I, th- I was speaking with a friend of mine. I'd like to get your opinion on it. She said it really Halloween started to kind of go downhill when it became more common just to go buy a costume than to put a little effort in and make it. Because you can just walk in and... Uh, well, I, I think, you know, the store-bought costume was actually, I think, more common years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think they were poorer quality, but they were kind of <laughs> nostalgic, you know, well, stuff that, like that Ben shop. Cooper kind of yeah. I mean, thing, I have, you know? I have I mean, pictures of my parents in the 50s dressed up like, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and everything. And I remember that. And I remember going to, like, Arlene's. Yeah. Going there and trying my little Zorro keep on and everything. Those little boxes they had with the cellophane cover. Yep. With the little overall. The, the overall was always the same. It was just the print that was different, no yep. matter whether you were Cinderella or Spider Man. Yep. The Ben and, Cooper Company. Yep. Yep. And then yep. The, oh, that was the one where yeah. now you read the mask sort of sort of asphyxiate you back in the day because I had one I almost fell down like the steps. Li- with. Oh, with, yeah. Like uh, the government has ordered us to say these are lined with lead paint and asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember the, like the, just the cardboard mask or the rubber mask with the rubber band around it mm-hmm, that would break mm-hmm. ten minutes into trick-or-treat. You see a lot oh, yeah. of these days too, obviously. I like the exception to the rules. One year we used to work at a bar. We had a thousand black swans, but you always have the superheroes. So I love like the fidget cubes. The, yeah, the, ones, the non-mainstream stuff. Somebody did the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou one year, oh. and I love it because ah, which one are you, Lou Lars? They love when you got it, too. Oh, yeah. Or like the one time I, a girl came up and she's like, guess what I am? I was like, you're a droog from uh, Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. She's like, you're the first person that got that. Like, really? It's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's, you Did know. she pound you in the leg with a cane or something? No, <laughs> I do ultra violence. <laughs> yeah. No, but she had the whole the whole get up, the whole cane and all that. I was like. Oh. I saw one of those at Reddy's and Books one year. Oh, uh, droog? Yeah. Was the one, the little wimpy guy, the one who's like sort of the coward in oh, the group God, with the little eye remember. patch? It's been a while. <laughs> but, all right, back to the schedule. So we talked about the scream contest. Kids, make sure you warm up first because you're going to blow out a vocal cord. Glacier Ridge Dead Zone paintball demo. Who's who's Glacier Ridge, or what's Gra- Glacial Ridge Dead Zone? I can speak. Is that like a local... Glacier Ridge is a sports dome out in Spencerport, and uh, they uh, offer uh, sledding on inner tubes and stuff during the wintertime. They have oh, a soccer place. dome and stuff. That and then in, for the yeah. fall season, they transform into the dead zone, which they're going to have uh, actors as zombies, uh, and you get to shoot them with paintball guns. Oh, those poor actors. <laughs> Some of those hurt. I used Having to been play, shot I in the neck get, with a paintball before. I literally, you would look after you play, you'd have welts on. Oh, yeah, yeah Absolutely. And uh, they're going to be coming out with a trailer, and there's going to be a zombie or zombies inside of it, and people can line up and shoot a zombie with paintball guns. Are these the slow zombies, or are they the new dawn of the dead zombies? Yeah, the 28 days later zombies. No, I I don't know. We're going to find out the day of, I guess. I'm not that fast. (laughs) I would would assume it would be the standard George Romero shuffling zombie. One would hope. Or the vegetarian one, they eat grains, grains. (laughs) <laughs> oh, for the love of God. I wonder those paint guns now, because I did used to play a lot, and I remember in the day, there's a place down by Dispatch Junction, we used to get our paintballs and everything. People would start getting these things, they looked like Uzis. Literally, you'd have the oh, one. Yeah. Th- and yeah. These really things hurt. Oh, <laughs> these God. things are like, ridiculous. don't stick your head out. Well, I don't like... Then I got shot by my own man five times. Well, I got the <laughs> one that fire. said, when you get shot, you know, put your hand yeah. up. 
you know, to let people know. So I'd more put, people could shoot you. Yeah, I put my <laughs> hand up like I'm out, I'm out, took off the mask, bam, right in the neck. No. And I was with the Boy Scouts when we did that. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. You can't trust those Boy Scouts. No. I, well, Rob doesn't trust me, so it's okay. All right, moving on. Demon archery. Demon archery is an opportunity really for people to try archery. We're setting up a regulation archery uh, range. Uh, and the targets that they will be shooting will be dressed for the occasion, as are the instructors. So it's really an opportunity to try your hand at archery. Because uh, Hamlin Recreation has a regular archery program, so this is yep. like this event is also an opportunity to sample some of the stuff that the town normally has going on. Well, that's good, and I think I really think especially people really need to start taking advantage of what's going on in their towns. You know, a lot more. There's a lot of programs for people. That's always... the thing. There's a ton of programs that yeah. people, you know, and then you always hear people come, oh, there's nothing to do. Well, go down to the town hall and yeah. they've got stuff. I was at a library recently and when I went in, you see all these things. There's plenty of things. But I remember being involved in some historical society stuff. Get People would come for the food, but nobody would come in otherwise. Nobody, and then they're complaining that nothing's going on. And there's a lot of associations, events for kids to take part in. Oh, yeah. Now this one I would I want to see just because it's pumpkin chunking or chucking because I know the TV show was pumpkin chucking. So what is that? Do people come with stuff set up or do they have to build an apparatus or? Uh, that one is intended. We're intending to add that eventually. It unfortunately has to have been postponed again, oh, again okay. this year. We've tried including it last year, and uh, we've had various organizations that have shown an interest in building devices. But um, the they haven't been moment. able to follow through and actually do it. Just kind of, so uh, we're still working on getting someone. So if you are got an interest in engineering and you live in the area and you want to show what's off. What's the process, this is, though? It's like a slingshot these things or something? Like, yeah, I know. like catapults. Yeah, uh, build R- a device R- that R- RIT actually did it. They do. Did a t- or yeah. has a thing. They built basically almost trebuchets. We've reached out to them. We haven't heard anything back as yet. Come on, RIT. And uh, Brockport High School, which is right nearby us, also has that as part of their engineering Tech program. I would recommend getting a hippopotamus because when I lived in D.C. for the zoo for Halloween, they would literally throw pumpkins to the hippopotami and they would gobble them down. Oh, so if you God. can get a hippopotamus, for yeah, it. oh yeah, that's something we could just <laughs> Otherwise, go down to the Rochester like Zoo and borrow it. And borrow or bar- go down to Highland Park Zoo, borrow a hippo. Can we borrow a hippo? No. Help clean our field afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody would. Well, it would be a horror fest with one of those things there. It's a. <laughs> Well, okay, so unfortunately, pumpkin chucking is up, uh, but potato, the potato launching, is yeah, that well, still a go? I'm hoping, yeah. I, we, I gave them the uh, potato cannon, and um, so hopefully Brightly Farms will come out and do something with that. They said they were very, very interested. They took on the cannon. I hope they've been practicing. Um, it's basically about hoping you shoot that potato like distance, to the target. Distance, distance accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that farm has also been a big supporter of us uh, all along supporter. when we yeah. were uh, Haunted House all the way up to now. They uh, they always let us use a school bus that we've yes. uh, used as last year it was our haunted school bus that was our haunted house basically. People went inside right. the school bus and it was a scary school bus. Yeah. yeah. And this year it'll be in there as more of a, just a decoration yeah. kind of deal. But. And in the past it was a major prop in uh, in any of our haunts. So mm-hmm. big thanks to really yeah. effective for a haunt. I found for haunted houses I've been to a lot of them. Sometimes simple works better, but there's something that you find very effective in using them. You like to use, like as props or like as a, an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is misdirection. It's almost like doing a magic trick. Or yes. uh, I've compared uh, doing setting up a scare as uh, the same as like laying out a joke. You uh, have the setup, and then you have that punchline with the scare. And uh, yeah, with uh, 
a lot of times what we would do is stuff like, uh, I remember one year I was a scary teacher and I'm at the end of the classroom and I was looking all intimidating and everyone's focusing on me because they think the scare is coming from me. And actually it was my daughter who was a little girl. She's like maybe seven, eight years old. She's just laying there on one of the desks uh, with cobwebs draped on her along with all these mannequins. So they're not paying attention to her. And then all of a sudden she just looks up and just very quietly goes, help me. And they would jump out of their skin because they're expecting it coming from the front, not from the side. At Savory's one year when we were going in there, the guys going, we ever catch an escape maniac that got loose in there? That was good. <laughs> but I get because the ones I bet where the thing jumps out at you and you don't know it's there. It's almost like, okay, I'm going to make this disappear. Look at this. Yeah. You know? It's like focus on my right hand while my left hand is picking your pocket. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was thinking that, like, just get somebody right up there. Everybody's like, what's he going to do? What's he going to Oh, nothing. It's this thing right next to me. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you get the, so you get your daughter involved in all this? That's partly also uh, how family. I got involved. The whole yeah, family? My, my, uh, yeah, the Gleason family. We're, uh, we're kind of a little bit known for our Halloween activities. Mm-hmm. Um, That's got to so. be fun for a kid yeah. to be able to scare, especially scare adults like that and get away with it. Yeah, yeah, they they have a blast with it. I have a son and a daughter, uh, thirteen and uh, nine years old. So they both really get into it. Oh, creepy children! Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, pumpkin painting, pretty self-explanatory. Is it a contest or is it just for no, fun? Just for fun. That's being provided by one of our local churches, and they're bringing tons and tons of pumpkins. You get like the which, little which little church baby? is that? The North Star Fellowship. North Star Fellowship? Yep. Is it like the little baby pumpkins or like bigger ones? They were not teeny tiny, but they were yeah. not huge. Right, not like the big jack-o'-lantern yeah. ones. Last like... year, they had 300 pumpkins, and they were we had so many people that they were done in less than two hours. So uh, this year, they're going to bring, they've been collecting, <laughs> getting, getting donations from everywhere so they can actually have enough for uh, the duration of the event. So it's going to be a lot of pumpkins. Yeah, because yeah, I see that runs noon to four, so you're going to need a lot yeah. of pumpkins. I have to ask, too. Noticed over the years now, there are all these variants. The white ones. There's also, you ever seen the tiger stripe ones? Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. Those are really neat, though. I mean, it's all, it's it's not just your usual jack lanterns anymore. Oh, there's the, a whole wide variety of them. Like the little warty ones, I think they're called. What, warty I saw goblins. one yesterday at the market. Somebody Is that had what one. I, 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 think so. I researched it because somebody's like, well, what causes the warts on a pumpkin? So I Googled it. Totes. Well, and, appa- <laughs> and apparently they, they look like they might be called warty goblin pumpkins. Uh-huh. Like they're actually bred for it. Others, it's it's a, like a plant virus. Hmm. But some, they're actually bred to be like really bumpy and warty. And well, I, I like the Jack called... B. Littles, too, because they're easy to grow. You know, little ones. Yeah, the little ones, you, yeah. like you can't, you can't really carve them or do anything with no. them, but they're good for painting. It's amazing, the artistry. I, we just saw a Garfield pumpkin at a farm market the other day. The way they, It's amazing how these art is for these things. Because they have those kits I would just use, just press the face in, but it's better, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, the freehand, I could never do it, because I would always try to get the bottom teeth and then cut in a little too far, and then it fell out. It's like, well, I was never good at carving jack-o'-lanterns. Couldn't do it. Don't know why. Did you do the triangle or the circle for the eyes or the different like? I was always a tri- I was a triangle man. <laughs> triangle man for the eyes. A classic look. Yeah, just get the marker, draw it, and then I would be okay. It's gonna be a triangle. Oh, I guess it's gonna be a circle. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, even though I had the lines on there, I don't know. I just couldn't follow them for some reason. Well, if you guys ever tried a Dremel for uh, carving your pumpkin, if you use a Dremel tool, you can get don't, really oh, exact. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've heard a lot of people detail. say that, yeah, because like the ones that do like the real intricate faces that I could, couldn't could even think to dream up to put on a pumpkin. I found something do. else too a couple of years ago I never knew about. You know, squirrels get into pumpkins. 
Oh, yeah? They did. I had a friend on, lived down by Oxford Street, had the pumpkins outside the apartment. Said the squirrels would chomp them right up. <laughs> well, you have to draw a squirrel into the pumpkin so to think that the pumpkin ate it. And then, no? Scare no. squirrel? I, those teeth, I don't want to mess with them. <laughs> no. Have the clown take care of them. Oh, God. Zombie Nerf War. So we kind of briefly touched on that before we recorded. Uh, zombie Nerf War one runs from one to five. Is that just sort of along the lines of the zombie nerf thing, or is it same thing? That's the same, same thing. thing. Oh, yep. okay. It's just in two places. No. Uh, spooky stories in the library. That's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, the library wants to um, participate in this pro, uh, event, which and I since think they're is right great. there. They're right there on the campus. So is yeah. it a lot local stuff, or is it just any stories, whatever you want? I th- I'm not really sure and who's which doing it. Is yeah, it? the library is doing it. The library, yeah, the, the librarians. Uh, and I don't know what, what stories they've picked yet. I don't know either. I know that they're also going to be doing some kind of a takeaway craft that the uh, children can do as well. Um, and and they're very excited to be involved in this. Uh, so it's a, it's a good thing yeah. for even when preschoolers are coming that the parents can bring them to that so because that's pretty much what it's, it's targeting. It's, it's been growing into a community thing. I mean, there's going to be now, uh, there's also a harvest festival going on up the road at the, uh, at the same time over at the fire department grounds. And the VFW is doing a German a fest. A German fest. So we're going to have Ooh. like three different flavors of Big fall Marty holiday Hamlin, yeah. going on the same Don't day. Don't go to the German fest before you get scared because bad things could happen <laughs> when sauerkraut and scary is involved. <laughs> no, I, I think that's fabulous. I want the whole town I know that, really to be involved oh, Absolutely. And the, like the Lions carnival. Club has gotten like, involved this year. Yeah, that See, that's was, great. Everybody's like inclusive. It's like something for everyone. Well, this yeah. is what was sort of the thought behind it because we wanted to get as many community organizations as possible to be involved, whether they uh, promote their own product or whether they uh, provide an activity. And that's exactly what's happening. And, I, and that's just, I think, really, really, really good because it's the local farms, it's uh, churches, it's the Lions Club, the Scouts, the football team. Um, the whole community. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what's yeah. really good. It's like yeah. bring people together. Because everybody wants to talk about inclusion, but that's true inclu- inclusion. Yeah. You know, and I want to stress, too, this is a kid-friendly event. There are these things now where they try to out-haunt you, where they have these haunted houses where they literally do, well, I've seen those movies. And this is We've all for everybody. For the this kids. is for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the whole reason for this event as well is uh, when we were doing the haunted house, we'd noticed that parents were bringing kids that were not prepared for going through a haunted house. And they would get really, really terrified. And we looked at it and went, you know what? There's a lot of scary stuff. There's a lot of adult kind of stuff going on out there. There's not really something in Monroe County that is uh, a festival that is this family friendly. You have the zoo, the zoo boo at the zoo, mm-hmm. uh, but that's more zoo than it is yeah. boo, really. Right, so we wanted to, we wanted to do more Halloween with Themed. this, yeah, and but have it be something that you could bring the kids to, which I think is great. Especially because, you know, I know that there's a lot of paranoia about people letting their kids go trick-or-treating mm-hmm. today. But I think it's unfortunate that they may not get the same experiences that, you know, people of the other older generations got when they were kids. Just able to walk around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's one day a year. Eat the candy. Don't yeah, well, yeah, yeah, all that. And also that's uh, almost, almost urban legend. Uh, if you look into oh, yeah. it, the razor blades and the yeah. apples, things like that. Well, my view, really I've happen. said this. This is one of my pet peeves about Halloween. My thought is if this really happened, you think you're going all over, but as a kid, you're going a few blocks. They're going to catch the person. Yeah, exactly. And if we got an apple, I admit, if we got an apple, we'd usually peg the house with it. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's like in the entire history of Halloween, has there ever been a documented case of the syringe or the razor blade in the... There's, there is one instance 
um, back in the 70s. That's what started this whole mania. It was, and this is a sad story. So I was sorry to bring everyone down a little bit, but uh, there was a father who wanted to collect insurance money on his son. And so he poisoned his son's candy and also some of the other relatives that came by to, to trick or treat at one place. And so they caught it after it killed his son and they got it in the candy for everyone else and saved them. But it was easily traced right back to him. They found out but what he done. Yeah, I heard they were, oh, what town did it happen in? Oh, it happened over here. No, it yeah. happened in this one. No, it was this yeah, one. No, my son heard somebody from a friend's son's relative's uncle that happened yeah. to him. So and I guess because all over of that, when I was a kid, we always heard the story like, oh, no, razor blades in the apples. Right. And the monsters. Strychnine in the Snickers. Yep. And PCP, I heard that one, too. Yeah, like I heard in the Nestle bars. Oh, what else? There was a couple good ones. Like, yeah, the syringe. Like, somebody would somehow find a, a way to manage to get an no. entire syringe in an apple. The only right. real thing about that is anybody who really eats candy corn. <laughs> oh, that's the one thing about Halloween I don't tolerate. No. Uh, candy corn is meant to be a decoration. Not, it's, not wax, it's a wax candle. <laughs> I agree with It's well, a know, wax candle. It as, is. as Lewis Black said, they haven't made candy corn since 1909. It's <laughs> the same it's stuff. It's the same stuff. They send out their little minions to the dumpsters after Halloween well, and pick it out and repackage it every year. Now they got the little pumpkins yeah. and the candy cuts. Use it for a candle or something. And people are like, oh, the la- the different layers taste differently. No, they don't. No. <laughs> White, orange, brown. It, it candy corn. That's what is you have to do. Terrible. Have a candy corn eating contest. Yeah, whoever has one wins. It's it's right there with the circus peanut. As, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my cousin actually likes the circus peanuts. Like he'll just eat them in front of us. Like no. Stop that. That's wrong. Well, I started back in the day when I was a kid, the Sabres, whoever did the hot dogs there, we literally flung them into the crowd. Yeah, the Sabres are actually, uh, they, they oh, donated they a doing? gift for, as one of the prizes. Oh, oh secret yeah. Sabres gift oh, for you hockey some of these prizes. Fans. What are they that you can give away? We have yeah. the hockey puck. We have a hockey puck that's signed by Jason. Uh, last name begins with a P. I'm sorry. I, I don't follow. I'm wondering yes. if you yes. yes. have got a signed yes. autographed uh, hockey puck to give away as one of our prizes. That's a, that's We've a good got one. tickets. We've got tickets to uh, Blackhawks game. And nice. uh, the Amherst. And yes. uh, Darien Lake has also donated tickets to be given away as prizes. For this yeah. year and next year. Wow. Yep, and they've got their Fright Fest. They brought it back now that uh, Darien Lake has oh, been... Oh, uh, Darien Lake's back, is it? Yeah, with uh, Six Flags. So now after, what, 15, 16 years, they're back to having Fright Fest once again. Yeah, because I heard about that way back in the day when I first came to Rochester, and then all of a sudden nobody talked about it anymore. Yeah, like, we're all well, about I guess that ended. We're all about supporting the local Halloween and spooky businesses that are going on around here. T-shirts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fright Rags, a uh, yep. local uh, company that makes horror t-shirts, really quality stuff. Uh, they're one of the biggest uh, companies for that in the world right now, and they're right here in Rochester, and they've donated uh, t-shirts for us to use as prizes, oh. both in kids' sizes and uh, adults. Well, no, I think when we go down there, we're going to have to enter some contests. Yes, some very well, you're t-shirts. wearing one, Fr- What is this, anyway? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nobody can see this, but we'll try to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing one of their releases from a few years ago, limited edition. They did a lady in white shirt based on the, the movie that was based on the local legend from Durand Eastman Park, so... Yeah, they, they do really good artwork. Uh, I think they stand out a little bit from other t-shirt companies I've seen doing the horror shirts. You check out their website It's something different, home. too. I like that. It's not just your usual whatever. Like. Yeah, your usual skeleton or Frankenstein's monster. It's definitely, you know, who really outside of Rochester, unless they're really big into supernatural and paranormal research, would have ever heard of, lady in, of the Lady in White? There's a lot of them around, though. Everybody's there. Yeah, I, I, miss, but we, you know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you know, that particular one, but... 
everybody has a legend like that. I mean, because when I was at U of R... The I'm, library. Uh, no, I never had an issue at the library. It was the old gym, Spurrier Gym, that used to have oh, the pool. The library, I'm convinced, there's something down <coughs> there. And it wasn't just trying to get out of doing my research. You no, don't want to go down there. It was just weird. No, at the uh, Spurrier Gymnasium, which was, like I say, the old gym, there was a pool there where apparently a student drowned back mm. in the 80s. Well, I heard. I looked up. Cause that's, that's one it, of my, I've seen some weird my stuff side there. things is looking up this type of thing. and. For upstate New York, and I guess Rush Reeves Library is on the list of most haunted places of upstate New York. I thought Dewey was worse myself. See, I never, I, all the time I was at the library Yeah, there, you I were never, sleeping when you were supposed to do the work. I, I never once slept in the library that I remember. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, at the bottom floor, we when we had a summer camp at U of R, we would have the kids up in the old, old gym upstairs to do uh, roller skating. And if they needed to, you know, use the facilities or something, they were downstairs. So I would take them downstairs, and and there's the lights flickering, even though they were perfectly fine. And then you walk underneath them, and then they would work perfectly. There was the old uh, music rooms down there, the practice rooms. They would have pianos in there for the students to rent. You know, walking through there at night when all the doors are locked, knowing all the doors are locked, you hear piano playing. Hmm. Yeah, it, I mean. There's, there, obviously, there had to have been some sort of rational explanation, but... <coughs> excuse me, I couldn't find one. No. Just so What creep, are some of the creep, better creep. haunted houses you've ever seen, then, like, in terms of... You seem like a connoisseur of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I've always enjoyed them. I uh, started off, like, going to, like, uh, Niagara Falls as a kid. We'd go to, like, Castle Dracula and House of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and uh, that really uh, got my imagination going. I remember the haunted house in Roseland. Oh, I never got to go to that. Yeah, that was a good one. I remember the one that we used to have at Seabreeze. It yeah, was like a Dungeons and Dragons themed one. They did that one, and they did one where you went through. It was almost like a luminous light. It was almost like a fun house in some ways. Yeah, I think I remember that. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I'm old. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember that one. But well, These are in the horse and buggy days. Yeah, this, so. this, 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 this was oh, like right 70s, around, early 80s. Right probably. around the time when the carriage boy may have yeah. gotten around. So it was you! <laughs> You're the one that started the carriage boy. Let's see, what else? That what was else a miscarriage is... of justice. Oh, my God. So was that joke. Haunted escape room. I'm guessing you're partnering with the local escape room if that's... So the escape room uh, this year is actually going to be superhero escape. It's not going to be a room that you are escaping. It's actually going to be a superhero that is trapped uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And you have to go around the festival uh, finding clues and solving puzzles. And if you solve the five puzzles that are on the sheet, there's gonna they're going to reveal clues towards a sixth puzzle that'll reveal a code that'll help you save the superhero from the supervillain that has trapped them. Well, that's kind of cool. That, that, definitely different because usually it's just you're thrown in the room. Mm-hmm. But, nah, it's nice. And it gets people moving around. Exactly. exactly. We didn't want to trap anyone waiting in line to get into a room and then trap them in a room and then right, have them miss exactly. out on the event. We want them to be able to do the puzzle, the escape puzzle, and still be... Which is cool. And then, the yeah, and then they can see other stuff and they could even do it along with the scavenger hunt. You got it. The unhaunted house isn't on there. I think they might have been looking at last year's list. Oh, so, no, I, I, yeah, because I just got this one off the oh, website. Not a, not a problem. Um, so this year, we had, the, we had the scary school bus last year. This year, we're trying something a little bit different, and it's also part of the whole thing. We want to we try and do an event that empowers kids. And uh, we noticed those kids that were getting scared going through the haunted house back when we were still the School of Screams. This year, we're doing an unhaunted house where it actually teaches the kids how a haunted house operates and puts the power in their hands and lets them 
do some of the haunting themselves and scare oh. their parents. It's always who doesn't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. What kid doesn't want to scare their parents? There's a book by Dan Simmons who wrote The Terror and others. I read oh. it was like Stephen King. I forget the title of it, but it's about a school that's like haunted or something. It's like Summer of Night. Yes, that's it. That's a great. Book. I just thought the thing about <laughs> that was who wouldn't want to think their school's haunted. Ours yeah. was. <laughs> I think we all thought our school was haunted just so we could try to get out of school. Yeah. But. Like, I don't know. U That's of a great concept, first... though. It's like, who wants, doesn't want to scare their parents? Well, exactly. It's like I said, especially with your kids working there, who doesn't, what kid doesn't want to be able to scare an adult and get away with it? And Absolutely. there's no no repercussions for scaring That's what, uh, said adult. What's her name from Night of the Living Dead? Kira Sean. Kira Sean said, uh, I got to murder my parents. How great was that? <laughs> yeah. We actually named our daughter uh, after Kira Sean. Uh, we're friends with her. Um, I love, I love my her. My favorite film of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one, when I was a kid, I read about Old Fangoria. All this yep. that scared the heck out of me when I was a kid. And I love her artwork. Like she puts these little dolls or something. She does now. Does yep. She? Uh, she uh, she did. She got out of acting. She was only brought into it because of her father. They uh, were the parents, weren't they? The real they parents. They were. Um, her her biological father and her stepmother were playing her parents in the movie. And uh, she grew up to become a uh, art teacher at a, high, uh, at a high school down in that Pittsburgh area. Yeah, I was going to say she's she still lives since. down that down in Pittsburgh. From yeah, what she's I down that way. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we go out to the Living Dead weekend every so many years and stuff, and we see a lot of the cast members that are left. And uh, yeah, we've gotten to know her. My family got into a car accident in 2014, and uh, she was really nice and sent us a, a get well card for my kids. Oh, so that's nice because you always because I remember we I ordered an autographed photo from her what it was she always signed it with the it hurts the only two lines she had in the movie i think yeah and then she ate her ate her father yep her she mom did. her uh, mom no, well, that's no, right she, she the father with the she, father with the garden trowel nope all the way around it's uh yeah. he gets eaten she, he already is dead from getting shot by ben right she right, eats right. his arm and then she stabs the mother with the trowel well it's getting near the time of year when i watch that movie again anyway i mean it's yeah. a classic time of year i watch it every month well, <laughs> true. What would you say? This is like one of those lingering fan questions. Is Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie, a Christmas movie, or all year round because of the holiday things? I think it's more of a Christmas film because there's more Christmas <coughs> songs and motifs, I think, throughout the film than there is Halloween. There's only like one Halloween song at the beginning when you really look at it. Oh. No, yeah. what? That's a good theory. Yeah. But it's a still a great movie. It is fun. Still a great movie. Yeah. All right. Well, real quick. Let's do this. Uh, it's coming up October the 6th at Hamlin Town Hall. Mm-hmm. Was it 1685? 1658 Lake Road. Uh, dyslexia, 1658 Lake Road. It's on Facebook, Hamlin Scream Fest. You can find it, Google it. Anything else you want people to know about? Is there, you know, do you guys still need assistance? Oh, Any yeah. more we volunteers? Could, we should use lots of volunteers. How do we yes. get a hold of you if you want to volunteer? Yeah. Uh, the easiest shop way is just to call then. the Hamlin <laughs> Recreation Department, and the number for that is 964-7222. We'll make sure to put that up, yeah. too, in case yeah, it yeah. goes by I'll put all this stuff up in I the description. I forgot it already. Yeah. Or <laughs> just on Facebook, on our Facebook page, whether it's the Town of Hamlin Recreation Department or the Hamlin Scream Fest, both have their own uh, pages. Uh, we would love to get more individuals involved in the trunk or treat if they are interested in participating. There'll be a short vetting process, but um, it would be great to have more people involved in that. And the other thing we should also mention is the affordability of the event. 
Uh, it's actually free to attend the festival. You don't pay the admission to get in. Nice. And we have an optional uh, $5 fun pass to get you a wristband that gets you into a number of the fun activities, such as the demon archery and the nerf zombie war and things like that. But there is some vendors who are there separately yeah. that will be charging, like the pony rides, the pony things rides like that. So. What's the accessibility yeah. for disabled and everything? Do you have something up for that? Yeah, it, both the uh, zombie nerf are in locations as well as the archery that could uh, help with that, yes. And the town hall has got the ramp, the so people have accessibility the to the restrooms and anything like that. The restrooms as well as the arcade games, yes. Yep. Perfect. It's excellent. Well, anything else you guys want to pitch? Please come to our event. Yeah, yes. come to the event because <laughs> be a zombie too. It's be like, a zombie cool dress up. Here's yeah. your opportunity. Did you provide all the things like for that for the makeup and everything? Or Excuse me. I didn't you hear. provide all the things like the makeup and everything. Oh, actually, somebody <coughs> make the office. You do it yourself. We do have that option there. Uh, Rochester Child First Network will be coming out with a booth, and they will be doing uh, face painting there. And we are also going to have uh, Demon Productions, Sherry Fairchild, and Frank Nikios, I think it is, might be pronounced. Uh, he goes by Frank Demon a lot of times. And uh, they're local filmmakers, and they're going to be doing some zombie makeups. And can people dress up if they come with oh, the Oh, yeah, the kids? that's how you enter the contest, the costume yeah. contest. Yeah. So there you go, kids. Oh, I, I always ask this question because I've seen people mess this up all the time. Does anybody being pets or leave them at home? Well, it, it is a park with lots of facilities, so if you really insist on bringing your pet, make sure it's leashed. Um, if your dog is a little bit touchy, maybe even a... Uh, I have that because muzzle. I've seen that muzzle, some yeah. festivals and some people bring Cujo. And look, it's okay to dress as Cujo, just don't be him. Just <laughs> yeah. Be like considered a little... Some people are just afraid. It's just, oh, he's harmless. Yeah. People yes. are afraid. You know, kids are... trip over them sometimes. Yeah. Well, the thing, yeah. I fell over my dog. <laughs> and let's not forget with these big dogs, they're not trying to be aggressive but you know just playing they could hurt a, a small child yeah last year we had a lady show up uh, with a parrot and that was a very popular attraction she was just uh, you know person who showed up at our festival random yeah. random parrots yeah we need a parrot yeah <laughs> <laughs> well on that on i'll that repeat that oh and on that terrible pun i think we're getting out of the corn maze so once again worship you lose behind the rose yeah that too and unfortunately, or fortunately for us, unfortunately for him, we're still sponsored, God forbid, by Upsitnik and Associates Law Offices, giving you legal advice from the Supreme Court all the way to Alaska and everywhere in between. Check them out on Facebook. Find the Hamlin Screen Fest on Facebook, on their website. Go to it, noon to 6, Saturday, October the 6th. Check it out. Come down. I think we might be there. Yeah, I think we will be. We, we'll might be be, we might buy, be by a homicidal clown, so if we vanish, yeah. please remember if, us. If we vanish, it's somebody. Chaos the Clown on Facebook. Yes. He is not, my, emerg you. He is not you. my emergency contact. So, And I will add that we've talked about Manitow Road a lot. If you're afraid of the Mothman, there is for two more weeks at Homestead for Hope on Saturdays. It's 2185 Manitow Road. It's the old Bronco Farms. There's yoga class at 10 o'clock, and there's also hooping at 11.15 till 12.15. I do not do that. But it was cool. It was in a barn. There were owls. It's only $15. Talk to Melinda there. She's really good. I don't know her that well, but she's actually very good at it. And she we actually did a figure for her leg lock like in pro wrestling last week. So <laughs> check it out. It's really cool. And you can sign up online for Homestead for Oprah. Just go to it and see the Mothman. You yeah, I was going to say, was Mothman there? And then come to the fest afterwards. It'll be over before the fest. Come down. And that's it. 
Tom, Anki, thank you so much for coming. We're going to post all the details in the description so you can find everything you need. Unless anybody has anything else, I guess we can wrap this one Worship up. Worship you lives behind the rose. Boo! And happy Clowntober, everybody. We'll see you see next you time. See you, Relic. Yeah, see you, Relic and Chaos.